0: Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of Favorite Rods, FX Rods, Guggen Baits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at OldGloryOutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states, or order online and pick up at the store when you order use the promo code jigs and bigs and you'll save 10 off your complete order plus you'll help support the show make sure to check out the apparel line called ogo gear while you're there old glory outdoors believes in the slogan start 'em young to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature they've got a full array of live bait too check out old and use the promo code jigs and bigs save some money and gear up now What's up, everybody? Jigs and Bigs time. It's your host, Bobby Roast Beef. We got a great show for you tonight. Special show, in fact. Uh, I say tonight because we're recording this a little bit on the late side. But uh, today marks the end of the uh, August edition of our uh, our Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament. Uh, second month that we've done this, uh, and it's going to alternate throughout the year. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Lots of great stuff to come. And today marked the last day. And I realized today exactly where I went wrong. I uh, woke up nice and early and decided to talk a little bit of smack on Instagram. And uh, wouldn't you know, I got the big skunk today. So I was hoping to go out on a on a good foot, and I need to learn how to shut the hell up. That's pretty much the, the takeaway right here. A lot of fun though out there with Tim Jacks. Uh, big shout out to him. Thank you so much for taking me out. Always a good time when we get to fish together. Uh, always always a good time to go out on the big boat and uh, and have a good time. We had a we we had some fun. Did not put a ton of fish in the boat i mean tim did he put some in the boat i put i put nothing in the boat uh one of those fish that he caught did assist him a little bit in the uh standings today so sean how about you man how's how's your week been well, welcome welcome back by the way vacation's yeah. over it's time to get 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 busy you know
1: thanks man um i think you saw how my week went Uh um, i yep. predicted my predicted pickerel apocalypse came to pass i had one day where i i blew the doors off the pickerel of massachusetts it was fantastic and uh on the side, I got a couple of really nice bass this week that helped out in both, um, you know, the the KBF tournaments I'm in, and uh, <clears throat> well, actually, no, it didn't hurt. The, the KBF one ended on the 21st. Um, it helped me out with a uh, kayak tournaments online tournament that I looks like I'm gonna hold on and win because those two bass are pretty good, and um, yeah, obviously they helped for the chronic trips. Nice. So very nice. Which caused you to swear at me over the text machine. <laughs> yes. Yes, it
0: did. (laughs) Although, you know, I mean, you're 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 kind of you're getting off a little bit light. I I got a uh, a political uh, phone call uh, from a campaigning politician and I unleashed a text response to that message uh, with so many expletives you would not believe. And the response I received back, which I appreciated was, sir, we're going to take you off our call list. And that's all I wanted. That is all I wanted. That's it exactly. So, you know, we're we're happy for that. If nothing else, but yeah, good. I mean, good stuff. I mean, yeah, you you did have a, a pretty solid week. You re, you really did. It, it did. It started off a little bit rocky for
1: you, didn't it? No, uh, no. Actually, the I think the first day I went fishing out on the Cape was when I I got that that twenty incher, that twenty inch largemouth. Yeah. And then things were a little quiet midweek and then towards the end of the week, it it picked back up. Uh, I'm guessing with the, uh, you know, the the storms kind of subsided a little bit. We had a, we had some bad weather last week and then um, the full moon started getting closer and closer. And I think those two things combined uh, put me on those pickerel and, and. You know, I, I threw it on Instagram. I don't throw a ton of stuff on Instagram, but it, it happened. I know you talked about it in a previous show. It happened to me. It's happened to me maybe twice in my life prior. I was out at uh, one of my two favorite pickerel spots out there on the Cape. Yeah. And I needed one more. I figured I was going to be safe. I wanted that that fifth one in the NE5 category for the chronic trips. Yeah. And I I I marked a fish deep and I said, eh, maybe I'll come back a little later and see if he's still hanging around. And I threw a crankbait over there. And uh got it down and felt a thump, and that thing started peeling drag. And I said, what the hell do I – did I hook into a northern? What's going on here? Yeah. And um, I got it to the boat, and it was a 25-inch pickerel on the rear treble, and on the front there was a 12-inch pickerel. <laughs> so I got the double whammy. It was yeah. pretty nice. That's not bad.
0: Where, did you enter both of them? Do you put them both in the – or did the 12 not, not really help out?
1: No, the 12 was – Yeah. No, the 12 was not even – yeah, it was half the size of any of the ones I entered. I mean, nice. it was it was pickerel apocalypse, man. Do you understand? It's like,
0: it's like when you go to Popeye's you get the extra biscuit and you're like, "Nah, I know my limits."
1: Yeah. All well, right. yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh Yeah, and then um what was it? Yesterday? Yesterday I went out with uh I got a, I got a late call, went out with a friend early yep. just for a couple hours at a small pond in Western Mass. I'm not going to say where. That's none of anybody's business but mine. And uh, a really, really small pond that actually has a bad reputation for stunted fish. And my second cast at like 6 in the morning, I got a 21 and a quarter inch largemouth. And my buddy did have his scale, which, um, you know, I don't weigh a lot of fish anymore. And yeah. that one went 5'10". So that was nice.
0: Yeah. That's, that's
1: yeah. a big fish. You yep. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the one that got the swearing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that'll do it every time. Oh yep. my goodness! No, that's that's cool. It's uh, it is always this this week in general. Actually, has been for the podcast and for like our circle of 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 homies. It's it's been a. Just a banner, banner week. So uh, to sort of recap some of the stuff that's been going on here. Like I said earlier, we, we we just finished the Chronic Trips tournament, which which is great. Another month. I mean, it was there's fish all over the place in this in this tournament. I mean, it is. I think it was a pretty great tournament overall. Um, I had a lot of donkey sound effects happening uh, at inopportune times, uh, so I knew that people were making moves on the leaderboard, which is great. Uh, what else has been going on? Oh, so, uh, a couple of things. We did our first giveaway and the giveaway was amazing and and big shout out and thank you to everybody who was involved with that. All of the Instagram accounts that came together and worked with, uh, big fish giveaways. That was really, really awesome. We, we definitely, uh, experienced quite a bit of growth because of that giveaway. We are, we're still over 4,000, uh, over 4,000 followers on our Instagram page, which is, Amazing because seven days ago we were at about twenty two hundred and I'm blown away by that. Uh, so thanks to everybody who who has been following. There was a, a little bit of a dip over the weekend after the results came out for the winner. But what's interesting is that the climb has picked right back up and it's been now we're over where we were when the contest ended. So I want to give a, a shout out to the uh, the winner of the giveaway, Eric Hodges. Eric Hodges uh, is the winner of the uh, of the Shimano uh, Aldebron MGL. 50- Real, it's a four hundred plus dollar reel, four hundred twenty dollars, I think, four nineteen actually is the uh, estimated retail value on that. I think over at Tackle Warehouse, and it is a it, it's a killer piece of equipment. So congratulations, Eric. I'm I'm happy for you. It's really amazing. But something else came out of that giveaway that I want to mention, and that's that. We figured out a great way to have unbelievable giveaways and really put our listeners at the forefront right there. So here's what we're going to do uh, in the in the coming weeks. We'll be announcing a new giveaway, a whole new one. And the prize for this won't just be a single item per se. We're going to put a few different things together. So it's going to be a little bit of a grab bag, some gear, some baits, uh, maybe some apparel, maybe some gift cards, maybe who knows who knows we're going to we're going to network with some some folks and uh, and put some stuff together and make it happen for you. Actually, if you have any suggestions, feel free to uh, shoot us a message over on Instagram or uh, email the show or contact us over at jigsandbigs.com. Uh what we're going to do essentially here is this, a very similar but scaled down giveaway focused mainly on our listeners. So what you're going to basically need to do is similar to before, you're going to have to you know, like and follow the list of pages that are there. And that's going to be the biggest difference because this time around, it'll be uh, many, many less <laughs> profiles that you need to, need to follow. You won't have to follow. I think it was 18 in total. This next time around, you'll, you'll, you'll just be a handful. You'll follow the instructions for that, and, uh, and and basically, if you're a Patreon subscriber, if you're a patron over at our Patreon page, you're going to get an incentive uh, multiplier of uh, ten times entries for being involved. So, you know, if you're a patron of the show, then uh, and you're a subscriber, then you uh, you go ahead and get yourself extra entries into the giveaway. So that was one of the things that we had kind of thrown out there. It's definitely definitely worth checking out. But uh, we're putting together something really great for you and i think it's going to be very 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 fantastic so we're hoping to give away something and maybe maybe even give it away and do uh an on-air like reveal with that uh the winner you know on uh You know, on our, on that, that next upcoming podcast or something along those lines. Anyway, it's, that was, that was really amazing. We also had an amazing interview this week with Aaron Anders, who's the CEO of Woo Tungsten. And you're going to be hearing from him after the break and Sean the Fisherman. We had a really, really great conversation covering a lot. Uh, That guy has fished a bunch. He's got some really, really fantastic stories to share. But, uh, you know, we also, we talked a lot about uh, tungsten and lead alternatives just in, General and uh, touched on, you know, some of the uh, the benefits and and the reasons why lead it can be such a hot topic in a handful of states in the area. So give that a listen. Uh, Wu Tungsten's doing some some really really great stuff. Uh, they've got some uh, amazing packs online, and uh, I'm gonna look. I'm looking forward to trying out some of their stuff myself, and I, I know Sean is too. So we've got that coming up after the next break. What do you say we get right to it, Sean? Let's jump into this this tournament stuff.
1: All right. We talked, uh, you know, off air before we, we started recording here about um, I have I have the information up to noon today. It is Monday today. We are recording this at nine o'clock. I actually just got off the water, so I have not gone back on to fish donkey to look. Um, I'm in the process of eating um, ice cream for dinner because I'm apparently a child. So, um, yeah, I have, I have the information I see you laughing. <laughs> I have the information up to about noon. Um, I know you and I had spoken that uh, Tim had put up a fish and I said, I I don't have that on my, my current spreadsheet. So we're going to go with noon and then um, we'll do the final wrap up next week. If that sounds good to you.
0: Yeah. I think we'll, we'll have, we'll have Seth on and we'll do the final wrap up and, you know, talk about the final leaderboard winners, all that stuff. And I think, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that idea.
1: Cool. Well, all right then. Let's jump into it. So I'm going to start with with the biggest fish of the week. I was happy for a while because I had the biggest fish for a fish of the week. Yeah, uh, you tied. did. I was, yeah, I was tied with a 25 and a half with, uh, is it Kim Nicole? Kim Nicole. Um, I had a 25 and a half inch pickerel. She had a 25 and a half inch striper. So that was, that was cool. We were sitting there and then uh, Aaron Coleman said, I got this and fired in a 34 inch flounder. So
0: in as my you, face.
1: As you do. Yep. Yep. So good, good for Aaron. Excellent fish. Yep. Nice job from there. Well, wow, We had a lot of entries. So really the, I mean, the biggest, the biggest uh, was, well, see, I, I, put two fish in that were already, I was already leading. So that that's not really a big deal. Um, really the biggest category lead change we had was in the any five. Yeah. Um, Kim Nicoley was leading it with stripers, with five stripers. I was in second with five pickerel, and then all of a sudden Aaron came out of nowhere. And he's got 143 inches on the board. Yeah. And that any five. I mean, that's just that's phenomenal. I mean, Aaron had a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's again,
0: that's impressive.
1: Yep for the most part, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fill in the blanks this week. a lot of people went after species they didn't have any points for. Mm-hmm. there wasn't really a lot of of ground shaking moves um on the board. but i'll I'll get into the standings because really we can we can cover you know a lot of the species stuff when we talk next week. yep. so as of again, noon on Monday, Mark Huard first place twenty seven points. I slipped a bit. Second place, 20 points. Uh, Mr. Coleman, Aaron Coleman, 16 points. Tied with Brock Jenkins, who also has 16 points, obviously. Teddy Forget, 14 points. And then that is all the folks. That's five of us with double digits and points. And then uh, Tim Jacks and Wild Bill both had nine points with Berkshire Brett coming in after with eight. Yep. So how that breaks down is um, for the sponsor, Can Athlete group shall we say uh Mark finished in f- well as of noon unless somehow he lost a bunch of points between now and then um he finished with he finished with 27 points he's in first I'm in 20 and second and then Brock uh third with 16. as far as the competitors here's where the prizes come in and again unless something changed as of noon Aaron Coleman's in first with 16. Teddy Forgett with 14 in second and Tim Jackson third with nine, and that obviously you said Tim turned in a crappie when you guys were out. Tonight. Yeah, he put in a crappie, and I think he's
0: got two points for that. I'm I'm guessing I think he's in third place there. <laughs> All right,
1: with well, bare minimum if he turned in a crappie and, it, and it, you said it was certified, so yeah. there's one more point. So Tim might have ten, but again, I'll update that, and we'll we'll have yeah. the we'll have the final standings next week. No big deal. Nice. Um, of note, so uh, overall with the lengths. We had three people hit 200 inches total. Um, Holy shit, really? Yeah, yeah, and it was Mark Huard hit 265, I hit 251, and Aaron Coleman hit 211. So that was really awesome to see. And then there was one, two, three, four people that were within one more fish, really, of, of 200. Berkshire's Brett had 179. Tim Jacks at 178 uh, wild bill at 176 and there was another one. Hold on. And, uh, Teddy, Teddy yeah. Forget had 180, 187. Holy! Shit. So yeah, that's that. I mean, that's a ton of fish. That I mean, is. you can tell Teddy, Teddy really went for it. And, um, while bill really went for it, this was, this was really awesome to see. And, and what I'm going to do next week is I'm going to have a comparison from last, uh, the last tournament to this one, because, Man, a lot of people really stepped up their game on this tournament. There was a lot of people that were that were out there gunning for fish that I don't know if they normally target, but there was there was a lot of action here. I mean, this was this was completely exciting. So, bravo! I got to say, take bow.
0: this this was great. I got to say, I I think that the point system is yeah. like two thumbs up. I think, I think the point system in place where you're not just counting inches where, you know, it's more about where you fall on the leaderboard. I think that is genius, you know? So, well,
1: you know, I mean, we, we talked about it like a freshwater fisherman just isn't, you know, normally going to amass yeah. the amount of inches, you know, particularly when that any five comes in. Um, exactly. You're would me saving Say it on previous podcasts. Like I really thought that. You know there was going to be more than one or two sharks in there, and it, they weren't going to be thirty inches. They were going to be in the fifties. You know what yep. I mean? Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. this was great. No, this this was really great. This was a blast to participate in again. Um, I hope everyone else had a good time, and uh yeah, we'll we'll recap this next week. But you know, this was this was good. Yeah, your we'll thoughts. Have our- uh, my thoughts. I I
0: think it was a win all the way around. I think it was a uh, whole lot of fun, you know, and and it was it was great. We got uh, some we got some new people competing, which I think is ultimately the goal every single month. You know, bring in some some new folks and 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 see how uh, how they take to it. So this was really good. It was great to see now. Uh, Teddy Teddy wasn't one of the June competitors, was he? This is his first go round, correct? Um, If you want to give me a second, I'll chat. Yeah, I don't think he was in that first one. Uh, But like Wild Bill uh, was not in that, that first one in June. And I mean, you know, when he put up 170 inches of fish, that's huge. That's that's huge, you know, and so I think this is just, you know, as it continues to go and get, you know, larger and and more people, hopefully we'll see more people kind of jumping into it and uh, and and having some fun with it. And I I think that's that's just a win all around. It's a win for chronic trips. It's a win for, you know, sport fishing. It's a win for tournaments. It's, you know, it's it's just it's absolutely freaking killer. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this, this was really good. Uh, No, it doesn't look like Teddy was in the last one. And again, I was just a competitor last one and I didn't really I didn't see all the names involved. I know a few people didn't turn in fish. Maybe it was I don't know. That's
0: what I'm wondering. That's that's exactly what I'm wondering. It's possible there was. Uh, I will say this. I did remember what I wanted to mention before. I want to give a shout out to Delirious Angler, uh, Delirious, and I went out fishing last week. I think was it was it Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was the day that that the episode dropped. We had gone fishing, and uh, I had uh, uh, just a. Banger of a day. It was amazing. I put in with three fish over 16 inches. And uh, really kind of helped out in the uh, in the any five as far as bumping that up a little bit, but it was good stuff. And uh, so shout out to Delirious, thanks so much, man. Uh, you know, go give him a follow over on Instagram; he's got some good stuff. And speaking of Delirious, uh, I invited—he's h- one of the the people I invited to uh, jump on and, and hack the podcast over at the Patreon page. So some of the things that you guys can expect to see—I did send a a, a a message to a lot of former guests, specifically the ones that are some. Of my favorites and I just you know ask them like hey hack my show please and so what we'll do is they're going to choose a guest uh, uh, on their own someone that they want to have a great conversation about fishing or whatever and they're going to facilitate an interview and kind of bring you through the whole show and I'll edit the show and put it together we'll have a little sample that'll be on an episode of Jigs and Bigs but then the full complete uh batch of content from that episode will be available over at the Patreon. You check that out, see the whole thing. So great stuff over there. I mean, a, a pretty amazing month overall, I think, August, just in, in, as a whole. I was looking at my records, and my, I didn't think I was doing as well uh, for August as far as catches, but I'm, I think to after yesterday, I think I surpassed June, which is great. I'm, I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, August really turned a corner for me. I mean, I those those heat waves just killed me, man. I was not Terrible. catching any fish, any fish of size. I, I caught a ton of fish, but nothing of size. And then, whatever reason, August turned the corner. And <clears throat> I mean, case in point, like these tournaments that I that I participate in, you've you've got to catch nineteen to twenty inch fish to even be competitive. Yeah, largemouth exactly, or small smallmouth too, actually. And, and just on a tangent, did you see those two smallmouth that Teddy put in?
0: I did there yeah, I did I did catch those.
1: you're talking about the last ones? Yeah, Teddy put in a, a nineteen and a quarter inch smallmouth yeah. in the category. Took the category and then put another nineteen or excuse me, nineteen and a quarter, uh and put another nineteen and a quarter in in the any five blown away. I'm like, where the hell is he getting these smallmouth from? Yeah. I like, mean that's yeah. that's a big smallie. That's that's yeah. a that's a big smallmouth. So um sorry, back to uh back to what I was saying, but these tournaments are they're rough that I'm in and, and you got to put up 19 to 20 inch fish to, to finish high. And, and, um, you know, I finished, I don't know, I don't, middle of the pack on a couple of them. I mean, yeah. and then, uh, I think things, when I had that tournament up in the Nashua river, things kind of turned around at that point. That was middle of July. I think that was totally, it was in the middle of one of the heat waves and things started turning from that point. I caught yep. one big fish that day and won that tournament. And then, uh, yeah, I got those two twenty inches and I think another nineteen somewhere along the line, so you know, it happens. You don't win them all. No, but my whole my whole goal is always to you know stay competitive, but you know, I throw myself into some meat grinders with some of these fishermen I fish with, and and sometimes it it ends up you know being a donation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. That's the
0: game. And I think that that's, that just comes with it. There are times where if you're going to compete, you run the risk of just walking away like it didn't go your way, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and and my my thought with the whole tournament thing, especially like monthly remote tournaments, it's one yeah. thing to be on a body of water, maybe you're maybe you're familiar with, maybe you're not. Um on a tournament that lasts one day. Yeah. You know, 8 hours, 6 hours, whatever it is you're walking into a trap on that one. Some, sometimes it's just nothing you can do about it. Yep, It's more about how you handle it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can go out there and learn something new or, you know, you can go out there and be miserable, get your ass kicked or you could win it. You never know. But, um, as far as monthlies go, like with these remote ones, you fish with, with the ones I'm in, um, gps is tracked on the pictures right your location is on there so you you know whoever's judging the pictures knows that you're fishing in the boundaries of massachusetts or new england or wherever you know whatever the boundaries are yep um so that means if you've got a lake that you can go to and you know you're pulling like 18 and 19 inch fish out of or 17 inch fish out of regularly you know anything two pounds and up you can go to your honey hole. You can fish that. Yeah. How many times have have we as anglers said, "Wow, I wish that counted for something"? When you catch a big fish, well, with monthly online tournaments, if you're a bass fisherman, you can, you those count. They can. So when yeah. I think of it, when I think of it at this point, it's like, well, it's twenty or thirty bucks for the month. Okay, I'm in, and then multiply that by, <laughs> you know, April to October, and my it, wife is shooting me dirty looks right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and then, and you know, and then you look at that. Well, that's whatever. What, what was the math on that? April, May, June, July, August, September. So that's seven. So seven times, there's 200 bucks. Okay. Yeah. For the year. Right. <clears throat> and if you, uh, if you win a couple of them, you win one of them. Maybe, maybe if you place that $200 comes back to you. Yeah. Where I get, in, where I get in trouble and my wife's looking at me again is, <laughs> is I'm like, well, if I'm fishing one tournament, I should fish another. So that's why I do the KBF and the kayak tournaments yeah, yeah, online. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, you it's, can double down. It's different. Yeah, it's different groups of people, and I learned that last year because um, there's a smaller number of people that do the kayak tournaments online. It's yep. a newer tournament trail. It's not a big deal. Um, they're, they've gotten their numbers up, and but a lot of the people um, that do the KBF for the for mass kayak, jeez, uh, mass kayak bassing, they uh, it's it's two different groups of people. So what I did last year was when the tournament season wrapped up, I looked at their results because you can see their results on the the Tourney X app. That's yep. what they use and i was like wow if i would have put in an extra 30 bucks i would have won like an extra 500 because i didn't put in on the kbf one there was more people there and i looked at my totals i had a yeah i, I had a great july and august last year and i would have won those two months based on the totals i had and you know hindsight's 2020 right of course not this year yeah <laughs> so um one other thing i do want to note on the on the uh, the tournaments that that i threw in on for this year um i'd already done it uh twice it looked like but I got the confirmation uh email so this is a bittersweet celebration um I had a goal to qualify for the national championship which I did yeah I'm very patting myself on the back for this that's huge but um yeah but I'm not gonna go (laughs) it's it's in Alabama I am not going into you know into another state right now where we have to worry about quarantining yeah after or anything like I I just I would love to go. I, I accomplished a goal that I set. That's awesome, but I'm not going to go. You know? that's, yeah. You know, go and get my ass kicked anyways, because <laughs> there's some big guns in that one.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely right there are. But, I yeah. mean, still, it's an accomplishment just to kind of qualify for something like that and be recognized at that level. So, good for you, man. Congrats.
1: Thank you. I don't know. That's, that's I think all I have tournament-wise, there's my tournament speech for the week, and I'm going to take a little bit of a break from fishing for the next couple of weeks. i got some housework to do. And yeah. my sister's getting married. So, oh, really congratulations to uh, to Brian and Jessica, my uh, sister and future brother-in-law. They're getting married this weekend. Nice. Excellent. Very yeah. nice.
0: Very nice. Good stuff. Oh, this weekend, you're not going to be around for the uh, Chronic Trips cookout, are you? I am not, sir. Ah, I am not.
1: Okay. All right. I, well, it's on, um, it's, on wait, it's on the sticks. Yeah, it's on Sunday. Yeah. There, uh, that is fifty fifty on that. If you if you if you're
0: in, I'll 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 tag along. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're in, I'll I tag along. I, I think I that's think... the kind of thing I should have a buddy at. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I, <laughs> I think I should be there. I'll drive. All right. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, it's all. I, I know it's in the afternoon. I think so. Yeah. I think oh. so. I think yeah. so.
0: So, yeah, that, sound, that sounds awesome, man. I think it'll be a good time. But this episode is a killer. I mean, we've re- we're have we over two hours for this episode already. It's just unbelievable, man. We have a lot of really good stuff coming up, guys. Let's go ahead and get to it. We're going to take a short break, come back with Sean the Fisherman, and then we've got uh, our, our interview. In the beef seat, we have uh, Aaron Anders, uh, CEO of Woo Tungsten. Woo!
1: Learn more at Marines.com. Sean.
0: Sean. Sean. Sean.
1: Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with a uh, public service announcement this week. I would uh, like to ask all of you who live on lakes, not only in Massachusetts and New England, but across the nation. If you live on a lake and you have windows that face the lake, I want you to always keep in mind that someone could be out on the water and does not want to see you in any state of undress, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like. We don't want to see it. Some might. But I don't. Uh... Last week, I was out on a lake. I thought I'd seen the last of this stuff where people would be in various states of undress on the water, near the water, in their window. But instead, I was forced into a conversation with a German man in a bathrobe on a dock for 20 minutes. I don't know how things work in Germany, but in America, I'm out there to fish. If I want to see naked people, I will do what the rest of red blooded Americans do and go on the Internet. Thank you. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Have a great week.
0: Hey guys, it's Bobby Rose Beef. Uh, we've got interview time right now, and in the beef seat, I have two people with me. Actually, I've got well. I'm joined by Sean the Fisherman, and I also have Aaron Anders, who is the CEO of Wu Tungsten. Uh, Wu Tungsten is a very, very popular brand of uh, of of well, a lot of tungsten products, and a whole lot more. If uh, you're not aware, check them out. They've got an amazing uh, presence on Instagram and on social media as a whole, and uh, a, a pretty significant pro. As well, Aaron, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm good. How are things with
0: you? Things are pretty good, man. Things are pretty damn good. I came off of an amazing day of fishing as we go into the last uh, week of a month-long tournament that uh, we're holding here across the uh, the entire country. So I had a pretty good week. Uh, I'm nowhere near the top where I'd like to be, but uh, I am. I'm feeling pretty good after catching some slabs yesterday. So well, that's I pretty good.
2: Yeah. I don't know any, I don't know anybody that feels bad after uh, after catching some slabs. So even if you're even if you're not number 1 on the leaderboard, you can be that way in your head, right? I mean, that's, number 1 in your If you're number 1 in your own mind, nothing else matters. That's exactly. You can conquer them all that way. Absolutely.
0: So let's go ahead and uh, we're going to jump right in. And this this interview is going to be a little bit different because no- normally I do all these interviews one on one. And uh, cool. I mean, with with Wu especially, there is this element that we feel really strongly about here because we live in Massachusetts where lead is prohibited. And uh, I wanted to bring Sean in so that we could definitely kind of like address some of this because I know we're not the only state that's that's like this. But you know, we'll talk about all that stuff. So to get get started, and we'll get to your specific fishing style and preferences and everything a little bit later but tell me a little bit about woo and how the company came to be where you started out and and what the road was like building yourself up like to the point now where you've got so much going on for such a social presence
2: yeah it's uh well i mean first of all it's it's fun to be able to to jump on and and chat fishing right and, and when you Definitely. I say that it's when you ask like where did it start, like that's all it is. That's where it started. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, my partner, a co-founder, uh, Chris, we we grew up fishing tournaments together. Nice. So it, it started from two guys who love fishing, and you know, about uh, I'm in, I'm in the north too, so I've got those toothy critters. Yeah, you got pike everywhere, and uh, tungsten, you know, is such an advantage. It's just got such a, you know, I started flipping with tungsten, and I I really understood, I guess. The benefit, mm-hmm. and I really got sick of having a pike uh, end up with a, a seven dollar lip ring every time yeah. you know they you, you get one to bite. So, um, so we started looking for options, and and we you know I've been in the fishing world, obviously uh, fishing tournaments, and just as long as I can remember, and running a lot of businesses and, um, that are non fishing, and and we saw an opportunity, I think to, to try it, and I knew that if I was looking for tungsten sponsors because of the cost, but also the benefit that other people had to be. So yeah. it wasn't this like, you know, let's say crazy epiphany per se. It was more of like something that just kind of ha- ha- happened. But I think that's why it's probably worked because it's been so natural. We both love fishing. We both love the industry. And for us, I, understood, I understand social in the sense of, you know, social media, a lot of people think it's about them, Meanwhile, yeah. for us, it's actually about everyone else. So, what we decided we would do is actually before we even introduced the product, um, we thought we'd try and see if we can build a community. Yeah. That's what we did. We went on, you know, we went to Instagram. Is you know, Instagram is a bit different four or five years ago than where it is now. But we started building a community by being social in the areas and with the people that that we thought would make sense. So that's what we started to do. And and you know, as we were doing that, we were doing some more. I'll say research and, and building some products and building some of the brands, building the packaging. It took about, uh, about six months, I'll say, to put together. No and kidding. then we'd had this community built that we could introduce some products to. Yeah. And, you know, it's been, I'll call it a slow burn. I think like when people sometimes uh, see us for the first time, they think we like just popped up. Meanwhile, it's been four years. We actually spend more time against my thumbs. It's Chris's thumbs yeah. in Instagram. We do the poll like we're posting. We don't have like a digital marketing company that's doing our poll. Like it's just it's uh, it's grinding. Yeah. And when I say that we love it, it's you know it's 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 part of what we do, and I think that's why we've been able to get to where we are because we genuinely love the sport. It's not some uh, publicly traded company that has the brand in a portfolio. We genuinely are still in it. We have a text number. It is my number. Like, it does come to my phone. (laughs) You know, when we send out some of those things, like, that is me. You know, when we bring something, uh, you know, when I send an update, we'll have an update, for example, that we're planning to send out by text for a new pack that we put together. We're going to block off four or five hours so I can sit there and write. We're going to get 1,700 people respond in the first, you know, 15 minutes. (laughs) I'm going to sit there for five hours and and go through them and write back. So, you know, it's been – it's been cool. And I, I, I think for us, that's why it's probably growing. Cause we, we genuinely enjoy it. I think it's super, uh, it's super cool to be able to design products and put them out there. Anybody who's poured their own plastic bait or done something like that somewhere yeah. along the way knows what I mean when a fish bites it. Definitely. <laughs> so for me, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to be able to design things. It's fun to be able to see, to introduce and share those with a lot of other people. And I genuinely think like we, you know, we made our drop trot weights green because I had smallmouth eating the weight when it's shiny. Yeah. Now we painted it green, it's green, but if we didn't have woo, I'd just be painting. I, you know, I'd just be painting weights in my basement. Exactly. (laughs) I get the opportunity to share it with other people. So, you know, again, we started, you know, it's been a slow build and it's been a slow, um, it's been a slow build, but also a very quick build, but it's, it's, you know, daily four years building it, pushing it, but then at the same time, not forgetting about the other people that that have been a part of this community that we've been able to build. And I think that's often people go the other direction. They build the product and then try and get it to a community. And for us, we're more focused on our community because we're just passionate anglers and want as many people like that as a part of what we're doing. And naturally when we introduce products to that group, um you know they're gonna they're gonna want to be a part of it and uh that's that's kind of where we're at that's how we kind of got to where we're at and we're having just as much if not more fun now yeah you said there's a lot going on uh there's a lot going on oh yeah there is there (laughs) There is absolutely more fun now with it right with that so again that's kind of where we're at
0: yeah now i i have this kind of a ridiculous question is
2: i love that you frame it that way that's (laughs) the only good thing's gonna happen i got a ridiculous question for you here it comes i love
0: it is the name Wu tungsten in any way a reference to rick flair <laughs>
2: uh maybe after the fact yeah okay perfect experience. perfect so, uh it's it's what we yell when we get to giants right yeah. when you get to oh, a giant, you're not kidding that's what it is and then after that uh we are uh it kind of it kind of fits there too though. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is not it would it would I, I think everybody can relate when they when they catch an absolute pig. You know, when they've got a tank at the end of their line, the first thing they do in their mind, yeah, they're wearing a cheetah print bathrobe and uh, you know, shouting "woo" in the ring. You know, that's, yeah. that's 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 where I am. Maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know.
2: But <laughs> like I said before, if it's in your head, man, that's <laughs> exactly, all that matters.
0: Exactly. No, that <laughs> is, that is awesome. So um, I, I think let's go ahead and jump in. And, and Sean, I definitely want to want to bring your input in over here. So we live in in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts is one of those states that does prohibit lead, and I mean, you know, there are anglers out here that are using lead all the time without even thinking of it, uh, because, you know, our tackle shops sell it, you know, it's like, but it is prohibited, mm-hmm. and uh, Sean can clarify, but I believe that this has to do with uh, the, the loons on the water, uh, essentially we'll eat it, and the the restriction, I believe, and he actually sent it to me word for word, but the um, what it basically breaks down for us is that uh, your... Your lead jigs that are under an ounce are really what's prohibited. So you're talking about. You want me to jump in, Bobby? Yeah, jump on. <laughs> I, got, in.
1: I got it up. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> hey, Aaron, how's how's it going? First off, great, great, good, good. So, um, I, I did obviously did some homework for this to make sure I was ready to uh, to talk to you about this. With um, it looks like right now in, in the U.S. there's six states, and all of them are well, one, two, three, four, five out of six are in the Northeast yep. that that have a full state one ounce or, or a certain in a couple cases it might even be a little heavier lead jig band and, and lead weight band which hey that's cool a lot of these states have loons and I know it's it's most of them say waterfowl but in the in the regulations but it's really the loons some of them even mention loons by name because I I guess loons will go down there and you know if somebody's had a had a pike take a take a split shot off their line with a worm attached to it they'll go after that split shot which I get it that's fine we don't want to kill the loons I don't want to hurt birds inadvertently, and, you know, it is it's it is what it is. Out of those six states, so four of them are pretty uniform. Uh, New Hampshire, New York, Maine, and Vermont, not only ban the lead in uh, the jigs, but they also, they, also prohib- they also prohibit the sale, which that's kind of a smart way to go. Then there's no Definitely. confusion. You're not getting anything uh, at a tackle store that you shouldn't be using according to the law. And then Massachusetts kind of does something funky where you can't have the lead, but every tackle store sells it. Um, Completely out of left field, Washington state apparently bans it in like four or five bodies of water, but not everywhere. So they're probably kind of closest to Massachusetts. Um, personally, I get it, you know, as a poison for the for the birds, I, I completely understand. It's not like a bird is going to go after a three, you know, a half ounce chatterbait that's got a blade to it, attached to it. I, I understand, or a spinnerbait that's made of lead, but the selling it, 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 you know, contradicts itself. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I completely.
2: Agree. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, in the sense of, if if it's being sold, there's a lot of people that just don't know, right? I think that's that's probably what you've got. There's the there's when you've got something like that, I I would imagine there's like blatant where people just don't ignore it, completely ignore it, uh, and then there's inadvertent uh, use. And if you're somebody who's a shore angler who fishes, you know, at the at you know at the cottage or like. Just casually, you're not yeah. going to be in on those regulations quite the same, and it creates a bigger. It creates the problem. It puts actually. It's probably. I don't want to say. You're uh, maybe too big of a word, but irresponsible to, to to have that for sale if the law is being put in place with good intentions. Because what's actually probably happening is people are being. It's almost like speed. You get caught speeding, but there's no there's no speed signs. Yeah. How do you? Yeah. I don't know like all of a sudden they're like, well, this is a 30 zone. You're like, well, since when, where, like, how do I, how do I know that? And if that's the case, what you, what, what's, you know, by selling it, if, if that is the case, you're basically putting somebody in a position where um, they may without poor intention be, you know, be in a a tough spot. So I would hope that, you know, again, enforcement I'm sure has, has an element to this. Like how does it get enforced? It's a, it's a big, it's a big and more complicated thing. Um, you know, where I live, there's a ton of loons. We don't have that law. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, and again, state to state, I know they do. You know, completely different. But with that said, it's how's that enforced? I think is also an interesting one, right? Because if if you got a speed zone, they've changed it and it's not posted. You know, it actually also comes down to whether or not a ticket gets written. So there's kind of like two halves of it, right? Like if it's in if it's in place to protect waterfowl and it's being sold, well that of goes out the window because you're going to have that and then what happens if somebody is breaking the you know breaking that law or breaking that and, and where does that go and, and what does that look like so you know I think the the challenge that will also happen is those other states that you mentioned uh, you know Maine, Vermont, New York, New Hampshire um, they can go to Taco Warehouse in and order and, yeah. and not know, you, know you, can order, you can order on like Amazon or whatever you know whatever wherever somebody ends up but you know as I said I think there's probably an element of awareness mm-hmm. that comes into play when you're selling it. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, yeah, I would agree. Like if it's not there, it's not, it's not there. Right. Like if, uh, if it was illegal, you shouldn't, you think you can't, you wouldn't, you know, when prohibition was around, you couldn't just go buy beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? like, yeah. So following, following up
1: with that. So, you know, where, where we're at in, uh, in Western Massachusetts, <clears throat> we've got Connecticut 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. We've got Vermont, about an hour away we've got new york about an hour away we've got rhode island hour and a half hour and uh, maine is about the same so when you look at those states you know we've got new hampshire new york maine and vermont that ban all that stuff that's great and the sale new hampshire connecticut rhode island they will sell lead which is fine that's their state laws the problem is when you you know as a tournament fisherman when i go out on the water with um you know, for a tournament, I could be in with guys that are guys and girls, excuse me, um, yeah. that are in from Connecticut. Cause it's so close. Mm-hmm. Um, you're fishing with people from all over New England. Like currently I do a, I do a year long tournament. That's the biggest five fish that's run out of Maine, but it covers all the New England States. And then I yeah. might fish a trail with people from Rhode Island and Connecticut. Um, I, I think, you know, and the, the onus is really on the angler because with a lot of these tournament trails, when you get involved, you, you sign an affidavit saying I will apply to all state laws and rules. Mm-hmm so a connecticut angler isn't thinking about i'm going to f- apply to massachusetts laws when they're bringing their lead up to you know up to massachusetts a tournament so how is that enforced you know i mean great great example um recently what has it been the past two to three years if even that where extra wide gap net heads have started to be made lead free mm-hmm. all right so when that first got introduced and you see those getting flung around i mean if you go by somebody if you're in a i'm a kayak fisherman so if you're close enough to see that um that can make a difference and then i did set it up doing some research and finding out yeah the, you know there's only one or two brands at the time that i saw this happening in a tournament that were making lead free and they were kind of underground so now i'm starting to question you know you don't want to accuse somebody of cheating in a tournament but yep. they signed the affidavit saying we're gonna abide by state laws. What do you do? You know, how can you prove it? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's tough. It's a really, really tough situation. Angler awareness being first, then, um, you know, abiding by those laws is, mm-hmm. is second, especially when there's money
2: on the line. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll have a we'll have a, uh, a lead-free, extra wide. Dap Ned head for you. So we'll solve that problem Solve. Yeah, there you I know. go. <laughs> it's coming, but and, and I know, again, I know it's not the the uh, nature of the thought. I mean, I completely agree. And I think like there's the, there's the breaking of the law and then there's the, whether or not the breaking of the law provides an advantage to that angler. And if they've got a bait, let's say, or a presentation that they can make that you can't because you're abiding by the law. And then, then that starts to come into the advantage. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I would, again, I, I think that that is very real and, uh, very tough at the same time to, to enforce. I mean, I think for the way I, I typically try and go through different things that have that type of a nature to it is that in the end, they'll typically take care of themselves, right? It's usually the intention. Yeah. So if someone's got a poor intention, they're like, I'm gonna use a head. I know it's lead. I know I'm not allowed here. You know what? Uh, Sometimes the world is the teacher, and they they may win a tournament, but they're gonna probably. I just believe that karma will come back to them, and they're gonna have a you know four and a half pound smallmouth jump at the, jump off at the side of the yak and and not yeah. be able to to do it. It, it cu- kind of goes around. I don't. That's just how I try to think about it. And I you know I if I see something that's like, of course you're gonna report it, right? You're gonna you have to if you, if that's the case. Or then I. uh, not saying that you're not, but I just worry what's going on in my own boat and trying to make sure that that stays there. But it's, again, I think it's that awareness side of things. Hopefully the tournaments that are, are part of that are, are sharing that with out-of-state anglers, Yeah, right? Hey, just a heads up, right? Yep. And you know, just like saying, if I'm going to, but as an angler and for the tournament, I think it's important. Whenever I go to an angler meeting or a tournament, they talk, if there's, uh, for example, a sanctuary part of that, that body of water that – not a lot of people know about they'll point it out it's it's there and then it's in the it's in the rules yep. and then it's on me to understand it they don't point it out I still should know the water but I don't know like I don't I don't go to a new body of water and the first thing I think about it is not whether or not it's a um, not whether or not there's a sanctuary there right that's not the first thing I'm thinking about yeah. so but it, again I think it's the nature of it if I don't know about it they didn't say it to me I'm in the sanctuary yeah, I'm breaking the rules. The intention wasn't there, but I'm breaking the rules. So again, there's it's, and I know you're you're basically articulating the point that there's a lot of variables in it, and it's tough. Um, you know, I don't know that you'll ever get it nationwide uh, because of the reasoning I think behind it. But at the same at the you know at the same time, I think you're 100 100 right. And if it's provided, if it's no, knowing, someone's knowingly taking an advantage, that's probably that's probably where we're like where we're really talking about there being a challenge. And, you know, I think it takes care of itself. That, per- you know, speeding example. yeah. Eventually, you know, that person that flies by you in a snowstorm, and then you see them in a ditch, you know, 15 minutes later, it's kind of like, well, you know, like it, the world took care of it, I guess, a bit. So that's, I don't know, the fish gods, they, they're they in my head when I'm out. I'm not a superstitious kind of guy yeah. per se, but yeah. I believe in the, fi- the fish gods. They... You know, there's some there's something to say about that when it's when it's your time, it's your time. So you
0: bring up a, a good point <laughs> regarding advantages. Um, now, there's you know we listed the states that were that that uh, lead is prohibited in, but there's there's a vast majority where you can freely use lead. So let's talk about tungsten and its advantages because it, in my opinion, I recently made the switch uh, to using um, tungsten drop shot weights, and mm-hmm. I and I apologize, Sean, this is not your. <laughs> your preferred method. But I notice a, a major difference with sensitivity. Uh, can you explain exactly? I've, I've heard some people talk about the density, things like that. What is it about tungsten specifically that makes it such a superior material when you're using any type of weight?
2: Uh, well, if the density is there. Yep. So it depends on what you're doing. So the sensitivity is is because of the density. So it's, uh, it's crazy how for something like a drop shot, mm-hmm. you can feel sand, 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 and then dink, 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 dink. Okay, I hit rock and you can stop. Yep. I mean, you, to me, there's just no other way around it. I think the other part of the, the density is the profile of the size of the weight is different, meaning smaller. True. So you can get a bigger weight in a smaller in a smaller package. So in terms of something like uh, a net head, I mean, we couldn't even make it smaller than an eight because it's like a little, our little net, it's almost like a little piece of paper hat on the top of mm-hmm. a on top of the bait. So it, it, it's a, in a finesse style presentation, Makes a big difference uh, based on the, the, the density allows you to have a smaller uh, size. And then drop shot, the biggest thing that I remember thinking is like, man, drop shot weights are, tungsten drop shot weights are expensive. Crazy. right? And I'm like, I'm trying something, you know, but I also spend, so I, I take the time to be on the water. <laughs> uh, you know, I spend the money on the gas to get there. I got the best line I think I can have rods, reels, equipment for the extra buck if I'm going to get an extra bite, I'll use it. Um, and the other thing is I actually found I got sna- I, I actually got hung up less because I could feel more yep. So with the, the lead weight. You can, again, you can kind of let it, sometimes it gets, it gets a little bit more hung. Yeah. You don't, you don't feel what you're doing. And then flipping, um, gosh, I remember like flipping a one ounce a lead weight. It was like, like a cannonball on the front. You know, for me at this point, being able to have a smaller profile, I mean, yeah. yes, like think about like thicker weeds, getting a getting a smaller, more smaller, dense, more dense uh, weight through makes a big, huge difference. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a sensitivity factor with it, too. So for me, like that, that the sensitivity, if I can feel what's going on, I can do a lot more with it. Um, so I think tungsten to me, like we've looked at other things and and there's companies that make them. But like, for example, a tungsten spinnerbait, mm-hmm. we're not going to go. we're not going to go there. The reason that we we say that is like the the applications where it's beneficial we feel aren't quite as high. It's not actually touching anything. Yeah, it's not on the bottom. Maybe in like a super, it's almost like a finesse heavy spinner bait you could, but that we're gonna try and keep making products where if the that we genuinely believe that tungsten will help you catch more fish. Gotcha. So again, not having a cannonball in front of your in front of your creature bait when you're flipping when you've got a drop shot weight when you can feel more of what's going on. We'll do that. We're yeah. working on a, a bigger, heavier weight, so a, a five-eighths ounce, uh, and potentially even a three-quarter ounce drop shot weight for a lot of uh, some of these lakes, especially like St. Lawrence River, where you got current. Yeah, you know, yeah, 30, that's 40, true. People that are 30, 40 feet deep. You know, again, some of those different things. So, to me, like tungsten has a ton of advantages. It's it's uh, it's more expensive because it is a, a it's well, it costs more to produce it than lead. But at the same time, it's just a better pro- it's a better product. So. You know, if you're going to buy a, a higher-end vehicle, you're going to spend more. Uh, but you probably have more, you probably have more features. Yeah, and that's kind of the way way we see it.
0: Yeah, the benefits definitely. I mean, I, I've noticed it myself that where I, I will throw you know, the, especially like when you're especially in a finesse situation, I like to do uh, a lot of the time. I'll use a like a it's called the TCR tiny child rig. It's basically, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like use a, a Nico weight and an extra wide gap hook. And Mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed that using tungsten there, you can really minimize the size so much, but you still get the same, you know, speed as far as drop, you still get, you know, you get extra sensitivity. So it's, I feel like the cost is definitely uh worth the benefits that you get with it. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. One thing I do like that you guys offer are the packs, the variety packs. I've noticed a lot of your stuff going and, uh, and, and you know, you've, you've had posts that say, you know, we've got this, you know, 72 or 42 piece pack of all these. And it's, a, that is a great way to sort of introduce yourself to tungsten and, and start util- utilizing it to see. And really, I mean, it's, you get you get variety but you also get to sample it without really really breaking the bank so you get to see firsthand what it's like to make that switch to get the increased sensitivity and the reduced size you know, there's nothing worse than flipping, you know, a, a creature bait into some heavy cover and it's like throwing a brick. <laughs> you know, it's just huge and there's no there I have yeah. this saying that's pretty gun into in, in in uh infamy. There's no graceful way to drop that in the water. It's just no way. And no. yeah, it's like the, the 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 smaller profile you can get, the better, the more natural and it's like you should just just go for it, give it a shot.
2: Let's talk sure. a little bit about intro pack just we were saying it, Bobby was that intro pack has been if someone hasn't seen it, we tried to put it under twenty bucks. Like yeah, we took our best products, so our most popular products, the core ounce flipping weight, drop shot weights, shaky heads. It's got uh, some beads in there for flipping beads, it's got uh, the stops. It's it's basically somebody being able to go in and take basically our top selling products and try twenty try it. Yeah. You know, that's that's really why we try to do it. No, I think that
0: that's a, that's a great idea, and it's you know it, it can be it can definitely be a little intimidating when you're you know you're you're at you know Bass Pro or anything, and you're just like well. You know, I've got these weights that I've used a bunch, but, you know, I could switch over to tungsten and see, and it's, it's you know, this is a great way to go ahead and do it. Put them in your box along with what you've been using and see for yourself firsthand how it works. Uh, I do want to get into your preferences for fishing uh, specifically. So let's talk about, like, uh, so So where are you located?
2: Where'd you grow up fishing? Uh, I, I grew up, I'm actually north of the border. I grew up uh, just north of the border. Actually, So I'm I'm about an hour north of Toronto. Okay. I lived in Boston for three years, though. I oh, some, no kidding! I got I got some serious hurt strings, and I get some serious crap from my buddies about my uh, my my love of the Bruins. So, oh, I love the oh
0: my god!
1: I love
2: the wow, uh, you heard it
0: here, folks! Oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, so the year and that's a good thought. topic. I uh, I was there when they won. I, was, I lived there when they won the cup. And the first year I moved back north yep. was the year that uh, that the Leafs were up. Uh, four one with 10 minutes to go in the third and blew that. So uh, nice. it was a, it was a challenging place to be hanging around my buddies when I'm like, you know, cheering the wrong way. I yeah, guess, exactly. Almost. Oh man. It must've been, Oh, my Jesus. heart was torn. I've never been so devastated and elated in the exact same moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That last 10 minutes. But yeah, I grew up about an hour North of Toronto, uh, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And um, I live about five minutes from the infamous Lake Simcoe. So, um, that's where I grew up fishing and you know, there's a bunch of smaller lakes around here and you know, growing up, I, I mean, uh, we got a boat, we had our first boat when I was about 12. So I didn't, you know, we grew up bank fishing a lot with, with yep. my dad and it was a way for my my dad to get, you know, me out of the house and give my mom some space, I guess, which I had two little ones now. So I understand what that actually is all about. But, mm-hmm. um, but for me, like I grew up doing that and then there was a, a lake, down the street from where I went to high school, you know, about a 10 minute walk and it was a small, smaller lake. So, you know, my dad would launch the boat in the morning and I'd fish for an hour before school and I'd walk back down. I'd, you know, carry my, my gear up and stick in my locker and then fish after school till my dad came back and picked me up after work. And I just lived on the water and, uh, as much as I could. So, you know, uh, big water with Simcoe, small water and ponds. I think it, it makes you a good angler. Mm -hmm. Uh, to have to, to you know to get to fish, As I suppose they have to but get to fish a lot of different things. And you know, I I think um, you know Simco is a crazy one with the giant giant smallmouth, but they're, yeah. they're they're not easy, right? I think a lot of times people see giant giant weights and all these things coming in. And you know, the Canadian Open not long ago up this way, and um, you know, two days, fifty two pounds, won it, uh, which is crap. Insane. Two days, fifty two pounds, yeah. Um, that's so. It's five fish a day. Yeah, they went back to back twenty six pounds, and they said they got. Yeah, uh, uh, I know Scott did thirteen bites in two days. That is so he, he's like, wow. wow. They're crushing them. Yeah, he's like I had thirteen
0: bites. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. They and were just tanks.
2: Rough. Yeah, just huge. So Holy uh, crap. you know, for me, I love it. Uh, I love being up here. I'm uh, a big part of our local bass club. Um, you know, I still am. I was a I was a junior angler in this in the club that I'm a part of right now, mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it's it, i just grown up in it and uh every chance i get and get two uh two little ones right now and and you know we're out in the boat for an hour and they don't quite get that you can't catch them on command so they're out about three and a half yep uh, largemouth and then okay great dad <laughs> next one nice <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> not yet, yet at least that's exactly. not how this works so. exactly yeah, i grew up and yeah i prefer brown fish over green fish so smallmouth have They've got my string big yeah. time. They're just, they're they're a ton of fun.
0: I feel like for most northern anglers, generally, there's if nothing else, you've you've got a soft spot for smallmouth. Like you just. They're they're such an amazing 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 fish, and uh, you know it's like you just yet you have to have that as a northern angler. But don't get me wrong, I will catch the greenbacks all day. I I love them I as well, it. but there's just something special about when you see that brown slab and you're like, this is fantastic, and the fight yeah, is right, is, yeah. is amazing. I mean, it's it's absolutely yeah, amazing.
2: Six and a half six and a half pound smallmouth on six pound line. It's a different game than when you've got a three pound largemouth on fifty pound braids. Yep. So uh yeah, it's just a different game. But, you know, my favorite way to catch a fish, though, would be under a dock. I love to dock fish. Okay. nothing You know, for me, I, I'm kind of, I guess, back and forth. I love the, you know, the uh, you, know, you, sk- you, you make the perfect skip, and then you see your line start to move. And yeah. And you have no idea what that's going to be. And it's, uh, I love it. Nice. Very, very
0: nice. Let's talk about, well, you mentioned, like, dock Aaron, fish, right?
1: Aaron for, a bit of, uh, for a bit of comedy here. Sorry, Bobby, I, was, I stepped on you. I was okay. just I was just gonna just gonna jump in, with Aaron. For a bit of comedy, one of the one of the questions Bobby goes at with uh, with every guest is uh, is asking about um, asking what what uh, trendy lures they've used in the past, and, and an answer we always get is the flying lure. Are you familiar with the flying lure yeah, from? I was gonna, Dave, say, the lure. Lure. I was gonna yeah. say the flying lure. I was gonna say the flying lure. So Bobby and I talk about this when we're out fishing all the time, but I am a staunch defender of the flying lure. Um, yeah. my in-laws my in-laws live in Minnesota and we we get to fish up there quite a bit. And with the amount of docks out there, I mean, that flying lure is invaluable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um and I
1: I think I think I'm down to like two or three heads, and that's it. So I'm kind of holding on to them for like rainy days because, you know, I use my I definitely up my my uh, line diameter when I go up there because of the northerns and the bowfin. But um yeah, I, I know, man, that the biggest, like, the biggest largemouth that I pulled out of these lakes, you know, maybe four, between four and five pounds. But I know that there could be a bowfin or a pike lurking under that dock waiting to separate me from one of my few remaining jig heads. Yeah, no <laughs> um, doubt. As Flying
2: Lure Company contacted you about a tungsten alternative with their shape. <laughs> we, should. we should. I don't know. Maybe we should be the one reaching out. I think that's hilarious. I, that, it, the- <laughs> I um... It's funny you even see the flying lure, because I, I haven't seen him in forever, but I used to um, put tube jigs on the front, like a, a pack of tubes on the front of my boat, uh, so they get hot in the sun, and then I would I would stack every, uh, like of those like the Plano trays, the yep. flat trays, on them as I could, and let it sit overnight, so they would cool down, so I could try and flatten the tube out a little bit, and then when, I, when I'd skip a dock with a tube, it would glide a little bit more, trying to get back to the flying lover. So, you know, <laughs> we, you know, we laugh at it, but, you know, I, 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 I I know exactly what you mean. Is it a gimmick for sure, but so is the chatterbait. I yeah. thought the chatterbait was a gimmick, and it's not. Yeah. It's it's a staple. So, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this flying. Maybe we should talk about this more offline. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I, I think there, there <laughs> could be an idea right here. I, I 100% cuz once once you brought that up, Sean, that's exactly where I, I was going with it. Was does it, are are we seeing the birth of like the new dock flipping <laughs> go-to right here in Tungsten? I mean, <laughs> you know, that's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I love
2: it. I love the idea. Hilarious.
1: What are Aaron? One last, one last thing I wanted to follow up on it uh, When before we got into your, your history conversation with, with tungsten. Um, one of the things I noticed when I started using tungsten jigs versus lead, I mean, you use the sound effect of ting, ting, ting. Mm-hmm. Whereas lead, I mean, would you? This my description, would be thud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's really, really increasing the sensitivity so much that it, it's going between, you know, hitting something with a wood baseball bat versus hitting something with a, a golf club. You know what I mean? You can feel it so much better where you're instead of setting the hook into a tree with a lead jig. Now you're, you're working it over that tree saying, okay, tree, tree, tree. Then you feel that thump and you know, it's not a, a tree. It's a fish, you know? Yeah. yeah oh, especially with, with, with Northern Pike and, and we have a ton of chain pickerel in our lakes and, and waters out here. I mean, I notice that I can feel tooth on metal. Um, I had it happen to me two nights ago. I felt, I'm like, wow, that was a good-sized pickle because I literally felt the teeth hit the um, the net the head I was using that was tungsten. I knew, well, that's a pickle. I'm lucky to get that back because I was only yeah, using
2: 8-pound yeah, yeah. fluorocarbon, and they'll go through that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the example of, like, uh, and, again, I think that's why when you, when, you know, my my comment around, you, know, you spend all that time, They just even take the money out of it, the time that you put into being on the water, you know, just spend an extra buck. On to wait ca- to catch more fish yeah to me it's it's it's, a, it's worthwhile um because of exactly what you're saying and it, it is that's why we put the intro pack together right like so it's like ah let's so expect well you don't have to go spend you don't have to replace everything give it a shot right at the intro pack 20 bucks you can have you can feel that ting 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 and it, if it helps you it helps it right and i think it genuinely will but no it's a great it's a great analogy
0: no, that's awesome. Now, uh getting back to yeah. your your preferences for fishing. Now you mentioned flipping docks. What's like your your top 3 confidence baits? Like what are the 3 things that you're going to go to and just say, "Yep, this is what Ooh. I'm going to use for these reasons."
2: Just you mean in general? Yeah, just in general. I throw I throw a topwater bait a lot more than a lot of, of people do. Yep. So I think I a lot of people throw that, you know, you'll throw a topwater real early in the morning. I'll throw it all day. I've, uh if I think I can. I've started so, to get into that too. Yeah, it, it I don't know. I think it's just I don't I think it's just natural. So I mean that's that's a big one for me. I throw a tube a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and that's in a bunch of different ways, right? So I think the tube did kind of went drop shot got so big the tube went out of style almost for a little bit. So you know for me top water is a is a huge one because I, I can see a lot of them and I can come back to them. Yeah. Uh I push a tube a lot as i said i'll flip i'll flip a tube i will skip a tube i'll drag a tube um and then for me i'll flip I'm to, i mean depends on where we are right like if i'm fishing brown or green fish but yeah. also uh i like a creature bait so i will throw a creature bait a lot if i had to fish one thing for the rest of my life it would be a, i'd have to I'd, I'd take a creature bait because i feel like i can make that I can put that on a drop shot, and I do sometimes. Yep, uh, I drop shot it a little bit different. I can flip it. I can do a bunch of different things with uh, with that. So those I'd say are the, the three. Um, but where I am, I'll jerk bait fish a lot too. You know, with a smallmouth and largemouth. Yeah, uh, I, I jerk bait fish a fair a fair bit. So I usually throw a top water, a lot. Again, a lot. Uh, if that's you know, if I'm not getting bit, I'll probably move to a jerk bait. And then obviously it depends on what's going on. But those are kind of like my. You know, I'll put a. i put ai usually keep a, a box like a, a tur- you know tournament day, whatever. I keep a box, just mm-hmm. stuff I think I go to. I probably got two top waters, two jerk baits, uh, drop shot weights, flipping weights, and then a couple of pack- packs of plastics in there. Yep, that's kind of what my box looks like, and then I don't have to dig through the boat. So, you know, that's usually where I'm at, and then go from there.
0: No, that's awesome. That is awesome. Oh yeah, what are, what's your preferred type of body of water to fish? Are you looking for like you know larger like huge bodies of water, like you said, or are you looking to break down smaller p- smaller lakes and ponds, or, or are you more into current? Like, and I so uh, there's actually some people that that go through phases where they're just like, yeah, I like current. You know, I used to like to fish rivers, and then things change. Like, where are
2: you about now? I'm. uh... It's a great question because I don't know. I mean, when I say I don't know, I, I think one of my favorite things to fish is yep. a, is a new, new lake. I don't care what size it is. Yeah. Right? That's me, like whatever, you know, for me, I love love being on a new lake and trying to figure, figure it out. right? Because you never know what, where it's going to be. And I, so for me, I think, you know, if I had to classify it, new water is my favorite water. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know. I think um, I like a lake with diversity When I say that, I don't, I don't really care again how big. Big body, small body, whatever. But yep. you know, yep. when there's some, when you when you've got deep water, you've got weeds, you've got clear water, you've got docks, you've got just a bunch of different things that you can do. Yeah, uh, that's really like where I like to go. And, and where I am, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. There's you know a lot of lakes that are largemouth, smallmouth mixes. Yep. Uh, rock and weed mixes. So I think I like the you know for me maybe I just, maybe I have a short attention span. I don't know, but I, I like I like something with with some variety that you can you know you can play or play around with and. You know, we have Simcoe here, just it, it's, it's a huge body of water, yeah, and it's got its own challenges. One of the coolest parts to me of that is the, the species diversity, right? Like, you can go fish for smallmouth, and with, you know, I don't know, 300 yards from where you're catching, you know, four, five, six-pound smallmouth, like trophy smallmouth,
1: mm-hmm. you, can go,
2: you can go fish for lake trout. Yeah. 300, 400 yards away. Yeah.
1: I mean, that,
0: that's insane. It's true. Large bodies of water like that they're, offer they're, a lot of variety.
1: Yeah, for sure. What's actually? Aaron, uh, so when um, when Bobby and I talk, and he's heard me say this to some of the people we fished with for the first time, especially going to a new lake, and I want us to want to get your take on this because it sounds like you're going to have a similar take as I do. He's heard me say before, you know, hey, we're going to Lake X where we haven't fished before, and they haven't seen my particular brand of bullshit. And then <laughs> you get to that lake And those fish are lighting up because they haven't seen that particular brand. Say like I was throwing, oh, I don't know, hand flattened pancake tubes. (laughs) Does that, do you walk into a new lake feeling like that? Like, hey, these fish haven't seen this because I'm the only person I know that's doing this stuff. Like there's some things I do and Bobby knows over the past couple of days, um, I've done some stuff that, you know, I know people do similar things. But there's, again, my particular brand of it. And it's turned up really well for me in a
2: couple of tournaments so yeah. is that similar to how you approach a lake i completely yeah i completely agree i think you get i think um i think people can complicate things for the sake of complicating them which probably goes the wrong way but i also think like fish aren't dumb right like it's 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 unreal for me to see uh, spy baiting is a perfect example i started spy baiting about six years ago now and it's like it, it was – I didn't even want people to know what it was because I just knew it was going to be that good. Really? So whether it's a new lake that ha- they haven't seen it or existing lakes where you're doing something that they haven't seen is, it, again, spy baiting where I am, Simcoe. Like I remember fishing our first local tournament. I had him. I had two of them. I would uh, fished in uh, a BASS Northern Open, and I got the, the good fortune to, to practice with a, a, a pro, an Elite Series guy. And he works with Duo, and he, we were talking about that, and he had one. So we played around with it and yeah. it was like kind of nearing. It was kind of cool. And so I, I actually talked to the rep. I was able to get two and, um, you know, played with them that fall. And I remember like caught when I caught one of about five and a half pounds on it. Uh, not bad. First thing in the morning. Yeah. And my, my, the non-boater I had with me was asking like, you just wind your jerk bait in like that right? Because they thought it was jerk bait. Never seen it spy bait. Yeah. So I think that was a really another good example where I got a good three or four year run <laughs> where they hadn't seen it and now everyone <laughs> and it's a little bit tougher. So I think it's kind of one of the same things, right? Like new lake, they haven't seen it. I love going to a cottage lake at uh, a good friend of mine. We, we had a cottage weekend a few weekends ago and we were playing around and they said they'd caught six fish that summer and we caught 20 in the first like two hours. So it's the same type of thing of what kind of I think what you're saying is like the educated angling, yeah, going into somewhere that doesn't have educated angling. You've got educated fish, maybe you you know doing something a little bit different without getting complicated, just to be just to be different. I think can matter too. So, you know, it, sure, yeah, I agree. I, I love going to do some of those things. I think it's a ton of fun, and I do think it makes an impact. No, for sure, cool. man. That's that's awesome. Have,
0: do you have like a bucket list of of places that you want to travel to fish?
2: Uh, no, uh, but. Uh, you know, I'll say no, I and mean, I say no, but there's always the ones that you want to go go to, right? Like, yeah, I just love to fish. I love to bass fish, but I just love the fish, right? Like, uh, I want to go catch a goliath grouper. Those things look insane. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy to think about. They're being giants. The just huge. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, if I was in their environment, <clears throat> they'd win, right? I just think that'd be that's so cool. There's a uh, what are they? Gator gar. Have you seen the gator? Like, oh yeah, man. alligator gar. They're they're massive. They're dinosaurs you know, wild, right? Like that's super cool. <laughs> I want to go out West and catch a giant sturgeon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of things like that are out like that. So, you know, again, I've got some of those that are, you know, in my head. And then, you know, I, I fished Okeechobee, uh, a bunch. Yep. My wife yep. got a giant. So I still, I, I need to go back to catch it. catch one to She got an eight, 12, 27, oh 27, 27 and a half inch spawned out fish that weighed eight twelve. That Jesus. thing was like, it was just it was a beast. So, you know, we fished there. a bunch, Um, so you know, again, fish there a bunch, of, but I think what I've learned is when you go to some of the like Okeechobee's, like, got the lore, yeah. But it's not like they jump in the boat either. No, no, you got <laughs> like, you got to work it. Yeah, yeah, it's t- it's still fishing, right? Yep. So I don't I don't know that I have like this like bucket list of specific places. Like I'd love to go fish Lake Fork and see what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to go, you know, again, El Salto, which is, uh, you know, which, which is huge. I think Gunnersville again, like, uh, you know, again, that's. But it's Gunnersville. Like it's not. It, it, they're just. They're just really cool, cool places to be. And I think that sometimes people go to those like expecting like they're just going to jump in the boat versus being like this place is like the thing, right? Like if I were exactly. to go to if I was going to Fenway, I'd love to be out on the field on Fenway at you know at Fenway. Yep. I just know I'm not going to hit one out. Yeah. But it's not. You know, it doesn't have to be about hitting one out. It's about like where you are and what you're doing. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'll. Uh, I'll definitely like call check off some of these things as, as we go through it. But I just, I think one of my, my things more about where is like who, right. That's like, I think there's uh, one fishing is the only sport in the world, you know, in some of these tournaments where you draw somebody, you draw, you talk about drawing you know, draw another angler yep. and you literally jump in a boat, where you can't get more than 10 feet away from another person yeah. that you've never met in your life yep and drive into the middle of the lake <laughs> like it's insane and they probably throw you their their truck keys to back you back the boat back in and then you jump in with someone you've never met yeah. to drive off in the middle of the lake it's it's kind of crazy so you know to me i think it's about who and i've met some really great people fishing and and um you know, so that's a, that's a big piece of it for me too.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, as a, as a sport, that is one thing that makes fishing really interesting is that like, even when you, you, you know, even, even when you are tournament fishing, especially if you're, if you're fishing with or as a co-angler, you, you kind of, you, it's that one sport where you're like, you, you're socializing at the same time. It's really a different sort of experience. It's almost, I would say it's almost like a golf with a caddy, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, so you just, you never know. And and in, in the experience, you make a really good point. Like it's not just about where; it's a, it's also about who. Like you know, when you fish a place that's just got these legendary fish that may be in there. Sure, they're not going to jump in the boat, but it's nice to be where they are. And there's a history of fish of a certain caliber. But then Absolutely. also, also like you know, who who you're with. You know, even if you go out with a guide, you know, it's 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 the same kind of thing. Like you're, it, it's an experience overall. You know, I mean. I would sure. I might be pissed if I, you know, spend X amount of dollars and we don't get on on any fish. I go out with a guide, but at the same time, if the experience is worth it and the chase, uh, it, it's it's. I feel like when you look back at it, it's like, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's it's you you've experienced this 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 thing that you know it generally you wouldn't possibly be able to in your home area, especially like when you live up north, like where we do. You know, what, what, what? How how big was that bass that you said you, your wife caught? Uh, eight?
2: Yeah, what? I mean, grew, eight twelve. And yeah. so on that, like, so we were with my uh, again uh, co founder Chris. Yep. He lived he lived about an hour from um, from Okeechobee, and so his boat was there. And the story, I mean, the short version of the story was, you know, we went down in February mm-hmm. uh, when she was in vet school for what was her spring break, essentially. Right, we went down to and hang out, and we fished for a day, and she came with us, and she loves to be outdoors and. You know, she's throwing a swim jig around, and all night before in the drive up, we're talking, Are we going to catch a 10? That's yeah. what you're talking about. That's the lore, right? Like, you're yeah. going to catch a 10. Who's going to catch a 10? Are we going to catch a 10? Like, joking. And I was putting about a five pounder in the live wall to take some pictures later. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, I got one. And we're like, Huh, is it the 10? And it, wall- it was out at the end of the cast, and it wallows. Can't get its body out of the water. Yeah. And we're like, Oh my God, it is it, the 10. And literally, be, yeah. it went from like to pandemonium. Yeah. Uh, we get it in. The boat's drifting. It's kind of so she's fighting it in on this spinning rod that's missing a guide. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course she's going to, like, <laughs> so, uh, she's fighting it in. And then the, the boat passes, like, it, right? So it's kind of dragging behind the boat as she's fighting it a bit yep. because of the wind. And uh, it kind of comes up. It's got its head out. Like, I'm like, oh, man, if this thing pops, I could see the jig in the side of its face. If it pops, I'm going in. Yeah. i can probably do it. Uh, but we netted it. We netted it. We put it in the in the hull of the boat. Everyone just drops. We're, like, looking at other, like, silence. Like, went from pandemonium to dead silence yeah. instantly. Everyone drops. We're all looking at each other, like, what just happened? And then just, just burst out laughing. And it was, it, that, that's what you're talking about, like, the who in the story. And, yeah. You know, the of like, is there a 10? We well, could catch a 10. Yeah. But we tell the story and we talk about this story. And, you know, it's 27 and a half inch, giant head on it, like, She's like, it's just giant, right? Like, it was just one of these, like, crazy things. But yeah, cool to be in those places. You give yourself an at-bat, right? You give yourself a chance. Definitely. But if not, you know what? It's super cool whether, you know, we caught a bunch of fish that day. And I was with, you know, again, we didn't, we didn't exist yet. We started about a, a year later. But I was with my, at that time, uh, fiance and my best friend. And we're out hanging out, having fun. But we had an at-bat at a giant, and she got it. So yeah. it, was, yeah, it was super cool.
0: That's, that's amazing. I mean, that is like, it's, it's a, tr- so this actually, I I don't know how you could beat that story, but so there's, there's two stories I want from you. The first one is like that moment where you are most proud of on the water. So may, maybe it's your PB. I mean, you can share that if you want. Maybe it's something crazy that happened on the water where you're just like, this was amazing. Like that one amazing epic experience. And then I want you to follow it up with your biggest epic fail story like where did it go and like the worst it's ever been
2: oh man so the uh i don't you know i don't have one moment you know in terms of like the what i'm most pumped about i mean i think there's a bunch that are actually coming real quick i, I fished the northern opens as a co-angler for a long time and i drew yep. gerald swindle one day that was a hell of a day that's pretty cool. you know cool. i was, uh, you know, was just a cool just it was awesome to be in the boat with you what other sport too? Like, what are you going to be able to go catch a pass from Brady? That
0: that's what happen. I'm saying. Like, yeah, this there's no other sport like that.
2: It doesn't happen. So yeah. it was really cool to be able to, to to have a full day with a guy in a live tournament, watch him do that, and we just we had a hell of a day, and, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that was uh, you know, so that's pretty cool. I I mean, we just I told one of the stories that, you know again the giant that my wife caught. I mean, that was that was a super cool day. Um, you know, I think right now. Uh, I call it proud. Like I've got again, a two and a half year old, a one and a half year old, and to have them in the boat right now is super cool. With them yeah. playing with their whole motor, even just catching it, we can't three and a half in a large boat. But just to have them that way, like that means a lot to me right now. Definitely, uh, I think that's really cool. And, and yeah, won some, tr- won some tournaments, you know, here and there. And and you know, I think of uh, you know, I think of of all of those different things. Like I, I don't think there's like necessarily one that just like stands out, but all of those are really really good i think there's another one where i actually had the worst practice and again i don't i fish tournaments but they're not a big piece of it but there's mm-hmm. a lot of like emotion i guess right the adrenaline that comes from oh, it so they definitely there is. a few years ago i had the worst practice we fished practice three days i got two keepers in three days i'm like i don't even know like how is that even possible yeah. and it's on a giant body of water and uh i almost feel bad you're gonna talk to your co-angler the night before about where you're going and what are you doing and get this, so they can get prepared i'm like i don't know like i've uh-huh. two fish in three days like this is you know and then uh but put it to get put it together and had a top 10 there so that was a really cool thing for me just to be able to like, keep your head in it like that was my head was spinning and had to, like i literally was driving out and in, in the morning and i'm like i don't even know what direction i'm gonna go exactly. <laughs> like i want to go i'll go fish over here and, and putting it together so i, I think those are all like really proud things, but like I said, I think fishing with other people—I love to introduce people to the sport. I yep. think that's really a really cool thing. So, even that cottage weekend that I talked about a couple weeks ago—that was pretty pretty prideful, not because I beat somebody, but because I, I literally left them with with baits that they'll actually be able to enjoy. Definitely at their college now. Like that stuff means a lot to me. Yep. Uh, epic fail. Uh, Calling—I remember uh, three or four years ago, I was, I was fishing a tournament with my dad. And we called probably, I don't know, seven or eight times through the day. Okay. And we got the weigh in and there's only four fish in the live well. No. So we, oh you know, my you know, God. We had five. We're culling all day. Yeah. So we had a great day, but there's only four in there. <laughs> we didn't get to the fit. We started culling when we caught four. Oh that was my pretty, God. Was pretty <laughs> that, well. that, that was a that was a great one, right? Like there's four you're looking in the bag, there's four in the bag. There's where where's the other one in the well? There's not one in the well, there's four in the bag. Like, you're like just looking at each other dumbfounded like yeah how did this possibly happen so we just started yeah he started calling at 11 a.m oh my god only ever had four so that that was that was a good one um i had the the trolling motor on constant um a little while ago and we're i was pretty close to shore okay by the trolling motor on constant and i uh I went to get something out of the back of the boat and I tripped over the I tripped on the uh that the middle console seat uh huh and went to the back of the boat. So I'm swimming the boat but so the boat's still the going. The boat's
0: just taking like, off on you.
2: So I'm like and there's people on the docks, right? Like they're like they're they're like fifty yards away and I'm like swimming to catch the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah um so that that was actually that was that was pretty awesome that's pretty uh, crazy were they cheering
0: you on or, or were they smacked
2: <laughs> i think they were worried at first so oh, I, i'm I sure good them. they were like is this guy okay and then i again oh. i wasn't was like distress i could have you know what have you but grabbed the back of the boat and just holding on to it catch my breath and pull myself on the back deck and get some laughs and wave and carry on but that's um, amazing yeah, man. So those, are, those are two that come to mind on the fail side i guess um and I'm sure there's a lot more. Oh yeah, I mean you're not you're
0: not fishing if you're not if you're not collecting a list, a laundry list. And I feel like lately I've been doing great with putting uh, nice little marks on my list of fails recently. Nice. But yeah, it's like it it, nice. it it goes it goes with it, you know. It's like talk about extremes too, because where you're like you know where you said like you pre fish and you got you know in x amount of days you get two fish, and then you show up like completely drained of all confidence day of the tournament, and then place yeah. pretty well to the point where you're like kind of overconfidently culling and i mean like that's that's the beauty of of what we do you know it's like it's it's creating these stories and then passing them along and that's what this whole podcast is really all about that's that's killer aaron that is awesome love
2: it love it so aaron aaron with
1: that uh falling off the boat and doing your uh your uh your your swimming back to your boat now when when bobby and i initially met back in the mid 90s when we were working together at an electronics store the rule of thumb whenever somebody got hurt or something happened you would laugh first and then ask them if they were okay is that what the people on the dock did
2: i think i think so i was <laughs> i was honestly more thinking i got to get back in the boat before it gets gone before it's gone yeah, I, was, I was more worried about not having to swim and in, swim into their dock and have them put me in one of their boats and get it but i think that's a good rule of thumb i think it's i think it's good <laughs> No, fun fun did you get a round of applause when you reclaimed your boat? I, I did. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> I did. We got a good, we got a good laugh. And as I said, they were, they were probably I don't know, probably 50 yards or 40, 50 yards away. Right. So they're like close enough. They can see everything. Oh see yeah, everyone. absolutely. I'm sure they're probably watching, you know, you see a boat going along and watching someone fish. And so I'm sure they got a chuckle and I'm glad in the end I did too. But yes, I, I it sounds like you're living right. If it's, if it's chuckle, then ask if you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> That is
0: awesome. <laughs> man. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. Aaron, this was really really great. Thanks so much for uh for doing this with us. Go ahead and uh, take this opportunity to 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 tell our listeners about where they can find out more about Wu Tungsten, uh the kind of products that you guys are offering. If you guys have anything special coming up right now and you want to mention it, you guys will be airing uh next uh, will be running next Tuesday. So if there's something that's that's time specific, feel free to mention that as well.
2: Yeah, well again, I- Thanks for having me. Really, I love, this is, you, talk, you start off like how did it start and why did it start? It's because you know, this is what we love to do. And yeah. I'd never be, yeah. you know, I would never at, you know, midday on a whatever day today, whatever <laughs> day, the third went on a Wednesday, yep. Be chat yep. like this. So this is, uh, yeah, I don't, know, I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, check us out at wutungsten.com. Our Instagram is at wutungsten. You know, if there's something there that you like, Feel free to grab it, right? We get the, uh, some of the best prices that, that we can there yeah. on, on a lot of different things. Um, I don't think there's anything crazy except to, to, that's coming, but the the intro pack, if you don't use tungsten, uh, we have genuinely put it there. We put our best products in there, most popular products in there mm-hmm. at a significant discount to try to allow people to get the best gear to help them catch more fish. Yeah. So that, that's the intention behind the intro pack. Um, check it out. It's worth it. Um, and yeah, I don't know if we can ever you know, DM us, send us an email. We're hi at We want to hear from people. We build a pro staff around building a community of, of uh, passionate people. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's a promotional staff. I think that's a big piece of it. Right. It's not a professional staff. It's a, we have our professional anglers. We work with Seth Fider. We work with Mark Daniels jr. We work with Carl Jockamson. We work with these guys, the Johnson brothers from up here who just won an elite event. Like we work with those guys. Those are our professional staff to help yeah. us with our profits and, and, and work through that. And then we're promotional staff, which is just people that are as passionate anglers as we are. All that stuff's on our site. And, uh, Genuinely grateful for anybody that checks checks it out and wants to be a part of what we're doing, and we're gonna keep keep making new products. We got a Tokyo rig that we're working on right now, um, that extra wide uh, gap Ned head. uh, That's that we're working on. We're working on a swing head right now too. So cats out of the bag on a few of those things. Um, But yeah, we're we're working on new products, and and uh, as I said, just genuinely grateful for anybody that wants to be a part of it. Checks us out, uh, interacts with us. It is genuinely our thumbs that are yeah. are writing back DMs, like Chris is in our DMs, I'm in our DMs. We've got a text number that goes to my phone. Uh, it's loud, but we love it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys are killing it. You're doing it. You're doing it the right way. you got a great community of people around you, and, I mean, I wish you guys the best. Uh, Sean, you want to jump in? You got anything to, to add in?
1: Yeah, we, we, we skipped over something. It's not me adding it in. It's going to be Aaron. I alluded to it. you got to ask him the question, man. You got to. We we got to fight. Everybody gets it about the the uh, the trendy lures. The we trend- missed one.
0: Okay. All right. I'll throw it in. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm dying here now. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. All right. So you know that there, the 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 famous saying that fishing tackle catches way more fishermen than it does fish. Um, yeah. So in your opinion, in your lifetime, what do you think the most ridiculous tackle trend is that you've encountered, and then also have you been guilty of using it?
2: <laughs> oh man! Well, the fl- I was gonna say the flying lure. That's that's definitely no! there. that's there. And, am I guilty of using it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, there was something a long time ago that was called the trolling bobber. I don't know what it was. It was silly, and I I played around with a trolling bobber. Um, I, don't that, I don't know what I was. I don't know what that thinking. sounds but, like. Uh, like me drunkenly on Instagram the trolling <laughs>
1: that's, that's I think, pretty
2: much. <laughs> i think uh there's a i can't remember but some of the scents i don't know if you guys remember any of the scents like there's a scent that had sparkles in it and you would put this the scent in there mm-hmm. um, yeah it was like a gel, like a gel right like a gel and you put it again i say I fish tubes a lot so you put it either in the, the sparkles come out and it's supposed to look like a thing of scale i'm like that's oh, just someone trying to I would think something silly. So, but I'm guilty of putting this sparkle gel in <laughs> two gigs at one point, thinking I was going to catch more fish of it. So, you know, more fish with it. So, I'll I'll go with that one. So, if I do, I think it's dumb. Sure do. Yeah. Uh, did I? use it? Sure did.
1: <laughs> sparkle gel. That's a new one.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard uh, of the the spark. Actually, nobody's mentioned any kind of an additive or a scent or anything yet. So, we're we're breaking new ground here. This you're is welcome really good. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it Sean do you have anything you want to
1: uh, wrap things up with? No uh, thanks Aaron for talking with us uh, yeah you know it's great it's great to talk to uh, talk to people that are on the leading edge of, uh, of you know tackle development with with all you've got going on with tungsten and, and I look forward to using some of your products and and seeing where
2: we go in the future definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Thanks matter. for having me on guys. And, and hopefully we can, we can do this again sometime.
0: Absolutely. Anytime, Aaron, just let us know. We'll be glad to do something. And you're in one, one, one thing I do want to mention. Uh, and when this runs, uh, this will, the, the giveaway will be over, but you're one of the accounts that's in for the Shimano, uh, MGL 50, uh, giveaway, right. With, uh, big, big, uh, fishing deals.
2: Yeah. Big fish giveaways. Yeah, check that out. I mean, anybody who's likes that. I mean, that's something that we're a partner with and that we, we yep. run actually. So and help run in general with, you know, I mean with social, so super cool giveaway, um, big fish giveaways. Yep. It's a, uh, again, check it out on Instagram. Um, really cool, genuine once a month giveaway, like a $400 reel, $500 reel GoPros, <laughs> like just, it's a, it's a really, really cool account. So we wanted to partner with, with that. And, yep. and, uh, and be a part of it. So again, big fish giveaways on Instagram. All you got to do is follow a bunch of other fishing freaks and you get a chance to win a, you know, a pretty cool reel or, or something else. That's whatever that giveaway is. So
0: awesome, man. Well, Hey, this was really, really great. We will definitely hear from you uh, further down the road. We actually have uh, a, a jigs and bigs Patreon account. And one of the things that I want to do is take some of the guests that we've worked with and have them, hack the podcast, meaning you go ahead and uh, bring on a guest you want and do an interview. So think about that. Okay. I'd, I'd love to have you hack one of our episodes and put it on there as an extra. So if you have a pro staffer or a tournament, you know somebody, somebody that, you, that you, you network with and you think would make a great conversation, uh, DM me and let me know what you think, and, and we'll, make, we'll make that happen.
2: Awesome. That's a great idea, guys, by the way.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank That's you, dude. So cool. Awesome. I got, some, I got some good stuff brewing up. It's, it's a big, dark cavern of thoughts and i just <laughs> and I, you know i can imagine yeah <laughs> what do you got sean
2: hey aaron if you're back in uh
1: visiting your old stomping grounds out in boston let us know because uh, bobby and i have kayaks and we'll travel
0: oh yeah absolutely
2: would love to do it guys would love to do it
0: for sure man cool all right well i think that about does it for this uh we will see you guys in uh what seven days seven days for the next episode of jigs and bigs All righty, guys. Man, that was one amazing episode right there. Really, really good to, uh, well, uh, a few different things. First off, uh, amazing that we got to see uh, this whole tournament for the August edition of our Chronic Trips Elevated Fishing Tournament come to an end. Uh, Very, very exciting. Good stuff. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. Remember, there's another one coming in October. It's uh, bi monthly, alternates each and every month for you guys. You can go ahead and uh, check that out by downloading the Fish Donkey app and searching Chronic Trips in order to go. Go ahead and get involved. Good, good stuff lined up for everybody. And uh, thanks for everybody for for taking part. We really appreciate it. Amazing to talk with Aaron from Wu Tungsten. That conversation was really, really fantastic. And I'm serious. I'm really hoping that uh, he comes up with uh, a fun guest to bring on and do a a, a podcast hack. Uh, Speaking of podcast hacks and the uh, Patreon page, uh, I had gone and, and messaged a bunch of former guests that were just... I mean, some some of my favorites, really, and there were quite a few. I messaged a bunch of folks and told them about this idea that uh, I'd like them to hack the podcast. And essentially, what uh, what you can expect from this is I'm trying to line up some of my favorite guests to basically take over the show and interview somebody from their world, like whatever it is that they're doing that they feel that they could have a great conversation about fishing with somebody who's just entertaining. Maybe it'll just be fun. Maybe it'll be completely non-fishing. Who knows? Anyway, we're going to let this stuff kind of happen, schedule it, let them kind of roll with it, and I will be uh, putting small trailers, like a little highlight reel, in the uh, regular podcast, the one that you're listening to now, Jigs and Bigs, uh, the one that you can get on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and anywhere else you get amazing podcast content. I'll be posting a little bit of a a teaser there as to some of the things that might get talked about, you know, in those, those hacked episodes. But all of the full content will be available over at our Patreon page. And if you're not a member of our Patreon yet... What are you waiting for? We've got a handful of members over there. We've got a bunch more of those early adopter spots available for you. Remember, we're only allowing the first 100 patrons to lock in this $5 a month subscription for all of the bonus content. Right now, we've got two podcasts that are listed in there that you can check out that are bonus material. We also have a video and a special discount for our patrons uh, over at Hookset Hoodlums. Uh, Hookset Hoodlums was kind enough to offer that to our patrons. You can get a Special fifteen percent off disco discount code, uh, but just by by signing up. And there's more to come, a whole lot more. Really, really fantastic content. We started out kind of having some fun with it, but uh, we've got some stuff that's going to have some educational value, some some tips and tricks, uh, some just real great entertainment, as well as a little food for thought on on all kinds of different different subjects uh, spanning the globe. And if if you're one of our patrons. You've got a stake in some of the stuff that you may want to hear on there. Go ahead and let us know and uh, shoot us a message over there. Comment on some of the posts. If there's something that that you'd like us to cover or bring somebody in, feel free to make a request. We'll do what we can to make it work. Um, I always like to kind of crowdsource some of this information as to what uh, the listeners are looking for so that I can try to deliver the best I possibly can. That about does it, though, for this week, everybody. Great show all around. Thanks, everybody, so much for checking it out. Want to also give an uh, another final shout out to the winner of our giveaway. Uh, our winner is uh, Eric Hodges. Eric, I hope you enjoy your new real man. We had so many people enter this and I got to tell you, we've seen a lot of growth on our Instagram page alone just from this giveaway. So get ready. And uh, I'm going to drop a little bit of more information here for you guys. You have just, just seen the very beginning of this. Like I mentioned in the intro, there is so much more to come when it comes to giveaways. And I'm going to give you guys a little pro tip that uh, you will absolutely be getting lots of bonus entries for being a patron. So if you join our Patreon, it will definitely work for you in our giveaways for sure. And uh, when I say big things are coming, I'm talking about that are related to this show, And our sponsors and our fellows in the uh, fishing world our our close friends and our family that are out there. Uh, We're kind of putting some things together that I think you're really, really going to like. So make sure to keep an eye over on our Instagram profile. And uh, if you haven't already, become a patron. It is 100% well worth it. Folks, thanks once again. I am Bobby Roast Beef. I hope you had yourself a great, uh, enjoyable experience here with Jigs and Bigs on another Tuesday I guess as long as you downloaded this or streamed it the day we released it. Anyway, we will see you guys next week. And like I say every week, tight lines.